much for being a part of our just dedicated listening group. We have been hearing your feedback and you're sharing with us that this is impacting your life. And so I am so grateful. My name is Heidi Bolt. I'm one of your hosts. And this is my sister and my co-host, Heather Taves. Hey, Heather. Hey, hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you today? I am wonderful. Good. It is gorgeous outside. The sun is shining. Yep. Such a blessing. So huge. Yes. I was playing with my kiddos in the yard, and but now my eyes are pouring from yes. allergies. Yes. So. Well, this morning, sitting down on my deck, there were these little white fuzzies flying everywhere, <laughs> yes. and everyone, because we have some family living with us right now, uh-huh. and everyone who came out on the deck was like, what is going on? Why, do, why is my throat closing up? Well, my two-year-old was running around catching them, so yes. that was fun. So it kept him really busy. Yes. But um, if you're a new listener to us, we want to say welcome to the H&H Hour. Um, the purpose of this podcast is to discuss this beautifully ordinary life. Yes. And Heather and I talk a lot about the fact that sometimes in life, we see success as what is measured in big increments. If you've got a big following or a big stage or um, something that seems extraordinary, but we found that it's really the small things that we don't always notice that are so beautiful Mm -hmm. and make us so incredibly gifted and talented. So we want to give ourselves the opportunity to share those things with you and then also some awesome guests the opportunity to share their stories. Well, and I love that, Heidi. Um, We've been hearing this more and more and more as as we point out that ordinary is extraordinary. As we point out that when you start to notice the ordinary, life takes on this different meaning. Yes. Um, because you start to value what's right in front of you. Right. That is ordinary. Yep. And you start to recognize that it doesn't have to be something big. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be these very successful in terms of the world's view of success right. to be extraordinary. Yes. And it can be as simple as something very small in your day. Uh, you know, for me today, my sister is living with us, which is so much fun. So it's, fun. It's Yeah. It's just, honestly, it's such a gift from God mm-hmm. to be able to, I have told you before, I've always wanted to have um, live with one of one of my sisters, yeah. but I moved right out of my parents' house and got married. Right, and you did the same thing, mm-hmm. and so I never got that like that cool experience. Right, but now I'm getting it. It's so cool. But um, I'm totally gonna come in my jammies. I know and you can like you can come join the party, party someday. Yeah, okay. But and this is such a small thing, and it's such an ordinary thing. But it's when you start to find joy in these things. We had all of our windows open today, and there was mm-hmm. this gorgeous breeze blowing through and we were commenting on how much we loved that and how it just it was it was so neat to have like God's creation the breath of God if you will the wind blowing through our house and I think those are the things that if we really and you know it can also be it can be anything right that is ordinary that can be extraordinary but a cup of coffee yes come on someone say amen right now cup of coffee yes (laughs) so I think that's just so exciting to be able to see people grasping that and telling us right. what in their life that's ordinary that they've begun to see as extraordinary. Well, positive attitude, positive thinking is contagious. Yes. And so we are hearing feedback from people mm-hmm. saying, this is so encouraging to me and I am starting to see the gifts God's given me in my life that I was overlooking. Yeah. So that's a huge win. We so. got the sweetest message from a listener um, via Instagram Mm -hmm. messenger the other day. And she just said that she's been in and out of the hospital with some health issues. And she said that listening to the H and H hour has been such a bright spot that she feels so encouraged by it as she's in the hospital, you know, maybe lonely. And so how cool is that, that this podcast has helped her get through a difficult Mm -hmm. time. And, um, we're just, you know, we're praying for you and we are so happy that you're listening and being encouraged. Yeah, so cool. Well, today we've got a really fun guest. Yes, Heather, I'm excited to welcome him. Um, this is our good friend, Ryan Anderson. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. Welcome to the H&H Hour. Thank you. I am seriously honored to be here. Um, I am excited and a fan of the show and everything. So, so be honest. Honored. You, do you listen? To the podcast. <clears throat> so I I do. Okay. I have listened more since I've been invited on to be a guest. Sure. And so I say I'm honored to be on the show. And I I think I was more honored before I realized you just invite ordinary people on the show. And so <laughs> now I'm like, okay, I guess I'm still ordinary. honored. But I'm <laughs> just like... But on this just, show, ordinary is amazing. Right. And so <laughs> truly, I am seriously honored to be here. And That's hilarious. I'm excited. So, well, thanks. Heidi, I love um, that we, you know, and Ryan even said this before we started recording. We are not just a show for women. We are not no, just a show yeah. for moms. Even though that's probably that's two of the things that define us the most is we're women, obviously, and we're moms. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that Chris, my husband, said before we started this was, "Hey, don't pigeonhole yourself." 
to just be for moms and women because everyone needs encouraged. And it's so cool. I absolutely love it when we get a guy that's like, yes, I'll come on your show and talk with you because that's kind of like, that's a cool thing. And that's, that's awesome that these men will sit across from us and have a conversation with us and say, yeah, we'll be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. We'll share our stories. So shout out to all those guys out there that are listening. Thank (laughs) you for listening. And and that's how, I mean, like I said, I didn't listen as much early on because I was like, oh, it's a, it's probably a women's show or yeah, a mom show chicks. or whatever. Yeah. And then I started listening and I'm like, this is actually good. I enjoy this. I'm going <laughs> to keep listening. Thank and you. so the other day I was mowing, doing a very yes. manly thing, listening yeah. to the H&H Hour. Yes. So, I love it. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. That's so awesome. I have to ask you, did you hear the one with our grandparents yet? I did. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was awesome. Golden, wasn't I, it? I really enjoyed that. Oh my goodness. And I just, my grandparents in my life were significant and to hear somebody else who had significant grandparents in their life as that was cool doesn't it give you so much excitement to know that lord willing when we are in the season of being grandparents that we're going to get to be that Mm -hmm. to our grandchildren yeah i I just my prayer and i'm a new dad and Mm -hmm. so i've got a little ways to go until i'm a grandparent yeah um but i i'm excited to be a grandparent and i just hope that i don't know my prayer is to finish well, yes. finish my life well. And I agree. I guess that starts with starting well, and that's kind of where I'm at now. But so good. maybe I'll finish well someday, hopefully. You will. I have so no good. doubt. So um, before we get too deeper into the questions, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are so our listeners know who Ryan Anderson is. Yeah, so I am from Peoria. Uh, actually, I'm from Bloomington, Illinois. I live in Peoria now. Um, I'm married to a lovely, lovely wife named Lauren. Yes, who she is wonderful. Is awesome. awesome. My best friend, faithful partner, one true love, kind of just dream girl kind of scenario. Yeah. Uh, absolutely married up. And, <laughs> and then we just had a son named Jethro. We call him Jet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just turned six months old the other day. And he's crazy. Also, my best friend, like I didn't know a six-month-old could be your best friend, oh but he, he's it. so cool, and he's starting to move around and crawl, maybe not crawl, but uh, inchworm kind of, uh-huh. kind yeah. of move, yeah. Um, yeah. and roll around and things like that, so we can't just live, leave him on a blanket in the living room anymore. You kind of got to keep an eye on him, Yeah. Um, and so that's just been awesome. Uh, so that's my family. I work for Youth for Christ. Uh, so I'm in full-time ministry, um, and I've been doing that for about six years. I help my wife with photography. She owns a wedding photography business, and so I do that kind of in my as a part-time job, I guess. Um, and yeah, I love playing hockey. I love Chicago sports, like many of your okay. guests yeah. on yeah. here. <laughs> uh, the Cubs and the Blackhawks and things like that. Those are, I guess, some of my hobbies. Spend time with family. That kind of thing. So, yeah, briefly, that's that's you, me, that's you, and a hockey player. Love it. Uh, scored points in our house immediately for sure. Well, your last name is Taves, <laughs> right? And so you're related to a professional hockey player. So you we kind are of have and, to be. And my husband's Canadian, so right. there is that. <laughs> right, like it's in the blood. Yeah, I have a Taves jersey, and obviously it's Jonathan Taves. It's yes. Not, Bennett Taves, Not but Bennett if, Taves. if but there's a Bennett, Bennett Taves, Taves, yeah, Maybe if they someday. sell those jerseys, I'd absolutely buy one. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> you know, uh, I have to probably at least three times a week tell people how to say our last name because it's T-O-E-W-S, mm-hmm. but it's pronounced Taves mm-hmm. with a B at the end. And even people who follow hockey thinks, think that it's Taze, like with a Y at the end, huh. like, like hmm. with an A-Y at the end, okay. Taze, but uh, no, it's Taves, huh. so like T-A-V-E-S. You also so, get toes a lot. Oh yeah, toes, for yeah. sure. We answer to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ryan, what's what's one thing that makes you feel ordinary in life? Oh man, I, I feel ordinary probably every day. Everything about my life is very ordinary. I'm a white, middle-income guy from the Midwest with a wife and a kid and Hmm. we do very normal things. Nothing is super um, exciting or extraordinary really about my life. We kind of have the same routine every day we go through and um, working and really trying to keep our head above water now with Mm -hmm. uh, a six-month-old, things like that. Um, 
pay bills. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. very ordinary things that we are doing every day in life. And so, yeah, that that makes me feel ordinary. And yeah. um, I just, I feel like there's not a ton special about me. I wake up at, mm. well, it used to be six every day and now it could be anywhere. <laughs> now with a kid, it could be... <laughs> Just this morning it was 4.58. I remember 4.58 was the first time. Ah, but brutal. Don't you I, feel like when the number is four on the clock and your child's awake, it just feels so much more difficult? It's horrible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. No. Like, ugh. But it yeah. It's better, I promise. Yeah, I, I believe that. But I, I, I wake up at six, let's call it six, and by 6.05 there are days when I have turned my back on God mm. and I... Am a sinner, and that makes me feel very ordinary. Mm. Like I'm the least holy of every person in mm. the world, and things mm. like that. There, mm. I have hopes and dreams that I dream about and hope for, and yet I fail to execute them or fail to do them. So mm. there's just a lot that's ordinary about me. I would say. I love your answer so much because I think it resonates with everyone. Yeah. Uh, I think so many people feel that way about mm-hmm. themselves. Um, and I, we hear it time and time and time again on this show. I think I'm very ordinary. I don't think there's anything extraordinary about myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just think that everyone can relate to that. So, so well. So what about your life feels or is extraordinary? <laughs> I, I think the most extraordinary thing about me is that I get to play a crucial role in the greatest love story of all time. Mm. And that's that's pretty cool. And it's not The Notebook, and it's not mm. some chick flick movie. It's mm. the story of the gospel. And mm. it's just cool to that I, me, mm. this white boy in the Midwest that feels super ordinary, mm. gets to play a very critical role in the greatest love story of all time and you know I I talk about being a sinner and obviously that's who I am and I I realized that I think the greatest thing that happened to me was realizing how ordinary I am and how how much of a sinner I am obviously my need for a savior but in like understanding my role in the gospel is cool because it's easy for me to think, you know, really in the gospel, like my role, our role as humans, what did we do? We brought the sin yeah. and that's, right. that's it. Um, yeah. And you open up your Bible and page one of the greatest love story of all time is God creates us and everything is perfect and perfect harmony and life is good. And yeah. um, you turn to page two and I've already screwed it up. Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we as humans have... Right totally messed it up and then you turn to page three and four and five and all the way through the end of the bible and god is doing everything in his power to win us back and to play a role in that that i i think is beyond just bringing the sin i think there that is what we do but then god didn't just save us from our sin he saved us to something and for something for a purpose and gave us hope and all that good stuff and so that to me makes me feel extraordinary and so obviously it's not much that I did myself it's Mm -hmm. what God has done for me but it still it gives me a feeling of extraordinariness and then um, obviously the people around me I think also make me extraordinary my my wife and my friends um uh, Lauren has inspired me to be more creative than I've ever been and to love people more and to um, have an impact on people and my family and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, my job at YFC has allowed me to have a huge impact on you know students and yeah. meet some unbelievable people, people who have pulled things out of me like leadership and mm-hmm. yeah. um, just things that I didn't even know existed yeah. within me. And so that has helped make me extraordinary. Um, Don't you feel like when someone does that in your life, when a leader looks at your life and says, do you know that you're gifted at this, run in this lane, 
and you start to gain that confidence to execute that gift, yeah. doesn't it make, it just opens your eyes and then it helps you go, well, I can do that for someone else. Right. I can point that out in someone else. Yeah. 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 I think that's so cool just to see that effect of how you don't have to be a well-known leader in order to inspire leadership out of yeah. other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about your work, because you mentioned that you work for Youth for Christ, tell us how you got started in that and why, um, how and why you chose a, a path of ministry. Yeah, <clears throat> so I, first of all, I should start from when I was a senior in high school. That's when I chose to follow Christ. Okay. And I, I never really, it, it, Jesus was never a huge part of my life until I was uh, a senior. And so I gave my life to Christ then and went to Bradley University here in Peoria, got a degree in marketing. And um in my time at Bradley, I, I got involved in ministry, a ministry called Young Life, which was uh, really similar to Youth for Christ, a, a outreach ministry for teenagers. And I, I loved that. I was a volunteer with them. Um, but I, I, I got a degree in marketing, and I was planning on doing marketing, mm -hmm. and I did marketing. For four years, I worked for Bosch Tools. And, really? Yeah, just doing marketing and, and things like that. Um, out of college and just a very good corporate job, study yeah. income, all that good stuff. Um, but I kind of wanted to do more creative marketing type stuff and they kind of were pushing me down a path of like inventory management and uh -huh. warehouse type stuff, which again was a great job and a great career path to be on, but not what was bringing me life. At yeah. that time, actually the, the young life, the ministry was bringing me life. And mm -hmm. so, I just kind of hit a point where I was like, I, I think God is calling me into full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And if you would have told me that five years before that, when I was in high school, I would have been like, I would have laughed at you yeah. and said, you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, God made it pretty clear. And so around that time, I started looking into full-time ministry and I, I played soccer. I was a huge soccer player, soccer fan, all kinds of stuff. And so I wanted to do a ministry that um, kind of brought together the two things I loved, which were soccer and Jesus. And mm -hmm. so I actually was, I applied for and was accepted to, they called it a short-term mission trip, but it was a year long. And so um, I started learning Spanish online and I was going to go to Costa Rica to mm -hmm. coach and train wow. soccer and then do um, kind of like Bible studies or um, Sunday school type stuff. And so again, I started learning Spanish online and for about three weeks I that was the path I was going on and uh, for three weeks yeah for three weeks so it wasn't <laughs> that long but in my life I was like holy crap I'm going to Costa Rica for a year yeah, and yeah. I don't even think I told really anyone in my I didn't hadn't told my mom yet or else she would have freaked out I, I hadn't told anyone in my life significantly like this is my plan but that was my plan and mm -hmm. Uh, then one day at church, a guy named Eric Potter, who is on Youth for Christ staff, came up to me and was like, how content are you in your job right now? Because he knew I worked for huh. Bosch, and I was like, funny you would ask. <laughs> and he was like, well, we have this opening, and I think you'd be the right guy for it. You should apply. And so wow. I was like, I guess I'll apply. And one thing led to another, and now six years later, I'm still with YFC and wow. here I am full-time ministry and never ever would have thought I would be here but I am so tell us a little bit what that means what do you do and what's your role there yeah so I have a couple different roles now uh, six years later but um, I am involved in a ministry called campus life and so campus life is a youth outreach ministry what our goal is to reach the kid that is furthest from Christ. So a, a student who has never stepped foot in church before, mm -hmm. our, and the goal is lost teens. Mm -hmm. um, and so our hope is to, my job is kind of to recruit this team of Christian adults who go into the world of teens, um, whether that's, you know, meeting them at football games or musicals or skate parks or mm -hmm. wherever teens are, yeah. uh, unlike a youth group where they kind of say, Hey, come to us, yeah. come to our yeah. church. We go to where teens yeah. are mm -hmm. and develop authentic relationships with them, Christ-sharing relationships with them, um, and ultimately 
expose them to a God that loves them more than they can possibly imagine. And at that same time, kind of walk in this holistic approach and teach them, you know, um, not just how to be spiritually healthy, but physically healthy and uh, emotionally healthy and uh, socially healthy and all these things because adolescence is a messy, messy yeah. world. That, and getting more difficult. Yeah, that teens need someone who has done it before. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how I'm that guy, but <laughs> someone, again, someone who's done it before to hold their hand and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus can really be a big benefit in helping you through this. So you I need love this. that so much, Ryan, because it sounds so similar to the way Jesus did it. Yeah. yeah. To go and be among the people. Yeah. Yeah. To, to live life with them, to do life with them. And you know, it's kind of like you're coming alongside of them as a mentor, if you will, but mm -hmm. they almost don't even realize right. that you are. You're yeah. just there being a buddy to them and right. giving them that godly leadership. Yeah. So tell us, what's it like working with kids all of the time? It's it's awesome. It, it keeps me young. Yeah. Like, I still wear backwards hats and yes. skinny jeans and stuff like that. I, do you have to do research to, like, keep up on the... You know, the things kids say and do and are interested in. So I... Like how tall should the socks be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they're back to tall socks again. Like I, crazy. All my socks are short and they're back to tall socks and I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm not doing but, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just kind of... I'm always, you know, a couple months behind on the lingo and stuff like that. And I'm like, what does that mean? Do they laugh at you? Thank goodness like, for Google. They The other day, a kid was like, hey, Ryan, were you, you must have been like the coolest kid in your school. I was like, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, How did you know that? Is it that obvious? But like, if you saw me in high school, you would have laughed at me even more now. And I have no idea how he got that perception because it's not like I'm Because you're a cool. superhero to him. I you're guess showing that, up and loving him. Yeah. Because well, you're a cool adult, so yeah, that translates are. into you must have been a cool kid. Yeah, I guess so. I it's I I go back and forth. Like obviously the the style and stuff, it does keep me young. I'm wearing backwards hats. I, I wanna get gauges. Like I, I've gone back and forth on getting my ears pierced and yeah. Lauren's like, Go for it and I'm like, I'm too old now. If it were <laughs> ten years ago I would totally yeah. do it. Yeah. But or or like a cool sleeve tattoo or something yeah. like that but not um not, not anymore but then i also i get to go to six flags and stuff as my job i get to go to these incredible camps yeah. and play basketball with kids at you know when everyone else is in khakis sitting behind a desk i'm hanging out playing basketball or frisbee or something with kids and, or bags because or, we were playing bags with you <laughs> the other night and you schooled all of us like so bad and I, I just looked at you and said this is what you do all day long isn't it and you said yeah basically yeah this is this is what I do um yeah so it, it's incredible but on the flip side of that I've never had a job that keeps me up at night with a broken heart based on a conversation that I had a couple hours before with a kid yeah. or walking as fun as playing basketball and going to Six Flags is yeah. there are yeah. conversations with kids that break your heart and mm -hmm. just being in the, in the mess with a teenager is one of the hardest things that mm -hmm. I'll ever have to do. I, I would never, um, I wouldn't have imagined some of the heartache that I see in kids lives and yeah. the mess that they are a part of and coming out of and things like that but there is hope in that and I, I also get front row seats to see mm. God do some of the most unbelievable things that you could possibly imagine in a kid's life and to mm. uh, walk into church with a kid for the first time in his life and he looks around and I'm like is this what you expected and he's like not at all yeah. but i love it and so, so cool. it's super humbling and it's awesome one of the coolest things that i've seen with you i think is um a few months ago we had a baptism service at our church and you baptized a couple of your kids yeah and that was just such a cool thing to witness mm -hmm. and to testify with yeah. um to see their joy and to see your joy in being able to baptize them and then 
um, just to see them respect you and, and want you to be a part of that mm-hmm. experience. That was so cool. I'm, I'm really glad that we got to be a part of that too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's stuff like that that makes staying up at night yeah. worth it because yeah. as cool as it is for you guys as outsiders to see if you, I mean, those are kids that I've poured into and yeah. loved and know where they're coming from and where they've been and mm-hmm. their heart and the truly the transformation that God has had in their life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, unbelievably humbling to to see countless kids who have come to know Jesus and continue to grow in their faith and not just change their own eternity, but change their family's eternity yes. and their entire family tree for ages to come. And, wow. so. and I love that, you know, you, you started out by saying you didn't think that there was really anything, you know, that you were very ordinary and that, that extraordinary question was, <clears throat> was a little bit difficult to answer. But um, I think it's extraordinary that you have a heart for kids yes. because not very many people, not as many people do. Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy to be called to someone who is, is different than you, you know, a different age group. Mm-hmm. And they are. I mean, kids, even from when we were all in high school, high school looks different now. And yeah. the threats that come against our kids in high school are different. And the challenges are different. I mean, some are the same, obviously, but I just think it is extraordinary that you have such a heart for them. And I don't think, I think that's definitely a gift God's given you and something that he doesn't give everyone. So well done. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I work with high school and middle school kids, and so to, there's a, obviously a huge difference between the two. Like high school kids, you can walk with them and sit across from them at Starbucks and hear their pain and their hurt mm-hmm. and things like that. And then the next day, you, you meet with a middle school kid and you yell at him and tell him to stop wiping boogers on the person next to him. <laughs> and that's that's kind of basically yeah. what middle school ministry is. That's like raising children. Ryan, yeah. I have a middle schooler now. I know. What in the world? That's crazy. I I was wondering, I was like, is Bennett in middle school? So He is. So school just ended, school right? Just ended, and so, so he'll be a he'll, yeah, sixth he'll be, grade, seventh well, grade? fifth grader, which okay, it, fifth grade can be like in between. <clears throat> yeah. Know? So some schools call it middle school, some don't. So he's cool. calling it middle school. We consider <laughs> it middle school. Yeah. At at Youth for Christ, we have some fifth graders. But the thing is, is with fifth graders, uh, with middle school ministry, we have fifth graders coming, and we have eighth graders coming, oh. and so we have three That's foot six step. kids coming yes. and. Six foot five kids yeah, coming because they changed so much in those so years. Much. Yeah, so much. Yeah, and so we we did a maybe this was a poor choice on our part, but we did kind of a, a dating um, uh, series. Yeah, yeah. And so one of our kids w- asked the question like, "What is a virgin?" Wow. And then another kid, probably ne- sitting next to him, is having sex with his girlfriend yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so such a Big, huge big disparity between yeah. fifth grade and eighth grade. Sure. And, and also based on what homes they come from sure. right. you know, or what experiences they've had or if they have older siblings and yeah. things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're just entering the, I mean, there's been like little boy-girl things here and there, you know, little crushes and things like that. But we're, I mean, I, I can sense us starting to enter into more of that where, I mean, it's just, it's biological. It's... um. <laughs> It's oh the way God has designed us and created us. It's natural. You know, we talk about that with Bennett. Like, yeah. these are normal feelings, and they're okay. They're just, you, you need to be talking to us about them yes. yeah. and not everyone yes. else. So. But I See. love that you're having that conversation. Yeah. Because yeah, you have to. He needs to know that it's okay to have the conversation. Well, and I think just a shout-out to parents. If you're not having the conversations with your kids, I would say Someone at is. a very young age. Uh, I mean, in, in our day and age, it's needs to be starting at seven, eight, nine years yeah. old or younger um, because someone will be telling them yep. and, um, you know, their their baseball teammates or their hockey teammates or their little friends at sleepovers, someone will be telling them all of those things yeah. um, that you maybe have your head stuck in the sand about mm-hmm. and don't realize that your kids are even aware of. Um, and you just, you want to protect your kids and you want them to hear it. And especially if you're a follower of Jesus, like you want them to hear it in a godly way. Right. You know, you want, you want sex and healthy relationships to be communicated in God's way right. and not in the wor- what the world, how the world views it. So, I mean, we had Bennett's tent, 10 and a half, and we had that conversation with him 
um, almost three years ago. Yeah. Beginning it, obviously censored. Right. You know, he Age doesn't need to know all of the details. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and that will just continue as he gets older and as Jules gets older, we'll, we'll kind of up the ante a little bit. Sure. And start having more honest conversations and open, so... Well, I love that you're four years older than me yeah. because you get to just kind of, you know, figure it all out yeah. as a parent and then tell me what worked best. And oh, so thanks think, for that. Yeah. Well, I think every kid's different. So <laughs> no, I'm teasing you. I'm have fun with that you. one. <laughs> well, Ryan, I think it's, it's so clear that you have impacted these students. So in such a profound way, um, and for them to think like you were the coolest kid in high school, hmm. clearly that speaks of what they, yeah how they perceive you and what they think of you or how delusional they really are. (laughs) No, you're super cool. We love you. Um, do you feel like they have impacted you as well? Yeah, I do. So first of all, I'd say that I appreciate you saying that I'm impacting them. I just get to point them to the God that really does the impacting. And so it's, if I spoke to them on my own authority, they'd be, very very screwed up and so because you wear short socks yeah yeah they they their fashion would be all messed up and they'd be using the wrong lingo and all kinds of stuff like that uh but i just open up the bible and point them to what has already been done and um so if, if that leaves an impact on them i i am very happy to do that um but yeah they have a huge impact on me and uh, obviously, first of all, it's just getting to know so many cool kids. Like mm-hmm. this world is packed. The high school that I'm at, the middle school that I'm at, is packed with unbelievably kid, unbelievable kids who have unbelievably incredible futures ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Like we talk about the next generation and things like that. Uh, but if I, I mean, if this is our next generation, some of these kids, I think we're in good hands. And so that's mm. exciting for me to kind of have a a role in maybe developing them or molding them into who they who they will be. Um, what a cool thing that you just said. I love, love that encouragement. I mean, you just you just basically said what the opposite of what I hear all the all time. All the time. People freaking out about, well, we leave this world to the next generation and yeah. they're you know, they're so down on them. And yet mm-hmm. you just said the opposite. Mm-hmm. You said, I'm so excited about our future if these kids are in charge. Like that is, that is incredible, Ryan. More of us need to start thinking like that. But you know what? The it's reason he's entrenched in it. The reason you can say that is because you know the kids. Yeah. Because yeah. you've taken time to know them personally and stories. know their stories. Yeah. That, wow. But don't you think we do that a lot? We give input about something we know nothing of. Yeah. And, and yes, I, I was cool going to say the that? same like, thing. He, it's so encouraging. Hope. Like there's yeah. hope yeah. that our world will actually in the next generation maybe be a better world because of mm-hmm. the generation behind us. Yeah. And we get to cheer them on. Ah, so good. <laughs> I love it. I'm kind of doing happy dance right now. <laughs> so that's so good. We like to celebrate. So the, the, like one thing specifically that I have learned, I guess, or that they've impacted me with is being so entrenched with them is I am no longer surprised by sin. Mm. I mean, I I walk with a student and they are so scared to say what they're in the middle of yeah. or like what what is coming next or yeah. Yeah. they're they're like I want to talk to you but I don't I don't know how to say it. Yeah. And I'm like just say it because like, it's, not gonna, it it's not going it's not going to surprise me. Yeah. You could be Billy Graham or the Pope and drop a sin bomb on me and I don't think it would surprise me anymore yeah, yeah. because I'm realizing like we are human and yeah. <laughs> every single one of us the most well-respected holy person we can think of could tell me something and I'd be like yeah that doesn't surprise me one bit <laughs> we we are sinners so what would you expect that we all need his grace don't we yeah recently you became a dad yeah and little jet he is so darling Mm -hmm. jethro what a strong name Mm -hmm. um so is becoming a dad is being a dad is it what you expected um kind of i mean that i think i knew it was going to be hard everyone leading up to being a dad is like everything's going to change everything's going to change and i'm like that was a bit of an understatement like (laughs) 
<laughs> the biggest understatement in the history of time understatement um <clears throat> but yeah i think i mean everything changed our entire lives changed we were forced to slow down a lot i mean we lived our lives at a pace where we were gone every night whether it was for campus life stuff or whether it was hanging out with friends or just lauren and i going out on a date or whatever and we were forced to downshift to like now we're at home by seven jets in bed and asleep and it's 7 30 and we're like okay now we get to, night in, yeah right? just yeah. hang out with each other and we're we're home and so that's been really good for us because mm-hmm. like i said we were going full steam ahead and now we're at home more and and so that's been good on our eat out budget that's yeah. been good on yeah all kinds of stuff yeah um but I've always wanted to be a dad I I knew I was called to being a dad like mm. I was I don't know I the church I used to go to I was like volunteering in the two-year-old room when I was in college and I was just like I love this I can't wait to be a dad and so I'm really and now that I am a dad, I'm excited about it. And it's mm-hmm. it's been so fun. Just like I can sit there and stare at Jet forever and not be um, not lose interest. Or yeah. And now that he's moving around and inchworming around and stuff like that and personalities coming out, it's just been awesome. Um, and obviously there are challenges of yeah. late nights and screaming in your face and yeah. that kind of thing. I yeah. think... Being a dad has exposed my sin mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. uh, and exposed my selfishness, really, yeah. uh, specifically. Yeah. And, I mean, getting married did that, and now mm-hmm. becoming a dad has done that even more. Just, mm-hmm. I am selfish. And, mm-hmm. the, yeah, it's it's been tough, but, I mean, I would never, ever trade it. I love every minute of being a dad so far. So what would you say to the guy, whether it's, a friend of yours that's not a dad yet or some of your students that you're working with some of them will be dads sooner than you would imagine what would you what would your advice be to them i would say um go in it with the right expectations you ask like is it what you expected and i think uh, it was to an extent but i think i could have even had different expectations of like your time is no longer yours i think like there are very few moments that i have of my own and they're either jets or they're lauren's or i mean maybe they're my my jobs or whatever and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that like i because my expectations are are set where you know i'm not expect i'm not living this life for myself now Mm -hmm. i'm living it for jet and for lauren and for Jesus, obviously. Do you think that you, um, was that something, was that an attitude? Because I I don't think that that's a natural, I mean, I think we all have the selfishness in us. And I don't think it's just like a natural feeling to be like, my life is not my own. I'm here to give myself to my family or to to the Lord. Um, Is that something that you had to work on? Or is that something that just automatically happened? No, it it has been a... (sighs) 13 year process or however long I've known Jesus like that that's been a process and again that those are people who have come and poured into my life and said like this is what you need to do and and it's experiencing things that you know I I had to experience and maybe learn the hard way of yeah this this is this takes sacrifice and this takes um more giving of yourself than you probably knew you were going to have to do or wanted to do or maybe even knew that you had the capacity yeah to give absolutely yeah i yeah it's just a never-ending it seems like it's a never-ending job of giving of yourself Mm -hmm. and i'm sure being a mom is probably 10 times that but it's it's not an easy thing to deal with but it it just you do it and Mm -hmm get through it and I love that it is a picture of what God did for us though I mean the sacrifice that he gave for us because I think when we think about our kids and if you don't have kids yet you haven't experienced this but you will if you have children Mm -hmm. you would literally give your life for your children right you would do anything do it joyfully joyfully yeah um and that is 
what God did for us. And I, I love so much that the relationships that we have here on earth, beginning with our, our marriages, which represent the relationship of God, the father, and then us as his, his bride, Jesus, you know, and then us as his bridegroom Mm -hmm. or his bride coming together. Um, there's that relationship. And then there's this relationship of parents and children, which Mm -hmm. represents God and then his son, Jesus, and how he feels about us. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's a beautiful picture that when we are struggling in those relationships, we can look to the Lord and Mm -hmm. see how he modeled it for us. Yeah. And he continues to model it for us. Yeah, that was the exact thought on my mind. Is I feel like when I became a parent, it changed my perspective of God. Um, yeah. Even though I was raised in a godly family, I had read the Word of God for as long as I could remember. When I became a parent, I my perspective of God switched because I began to understand the gravity of His love for me mm-hmm. because I was experiencing it towards my child. Yeah, of like it is. Though you have to be selfless, your your love is so um, you don't have you're not selfish with your love towards your child. You're willing to just give it extravagantly, and um, I just realized like mm-hmm. God the Father is so mm-hmm. intentional with us mm-hmm. and so long suffering with us mm-hmm. um, to you know let us scream in His face late at night and mm-hmm. still love Him love yeah. me in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that for me was <clears throat> a pivotal moment in my walk with Jesus. Because I realized, like, there's literally nothing my son at the time, my one son, could do that I would tomorrow morning go reject him. Son, no way. You're, we're no longer family. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Yeah. And, and that, that's how he feels about us. Yeah. And I, there were times early on when I had, you know, this at uh, the time, four months, when Joe was four months old, he really had trouble sleeping and screaming and yeah. stuff like that. And I struggled with that. At times, I, I was like, why? are you doing this? Why are you screaming? Why, why do you have to be this way, basically? And I got to a point where I'm like, oh, again, why? I shouldn't be surprised by this. He is, he, first of all, he's a baby. He's human. That's what babies do. Yeah. But like, God understands what it's like when kids rebel. Mm, you yeah. have God, even back in the, the garden, right, the right. perfect father in God, the perfect environment yeah. of Adam and Eve in right. Eden, and yet his kids, Adam and Eve, rebel. Yes. And yet as parents, we get so upset mm-hmm. when our kids rebel or scream or yeah. whatever, and we're not the perfect parent. Right. We They are absolutely not in the perfect environment. Yeah. And so why are we expecting them not to rebel if the perfect father in the perfect environment still couldn't wow right that's so good his kids from rebelling talk about needing to give grace right yeah yeah I, every morning lord give me grace for what i'm going to face today raising my three littles so yeah. it's so good let's yeah. talk about your your beautiful wife yes let's she's, do that she's a friend of ours she is I love her. um we'll, we'll put coming, a picture up well she's gonna be a guest in july i know how on fun our podcast did you that's know that awesome. she mentioned it yeah, yeah that's great yeah I can't wait she's to gonna she will be a really really good guest she will I'll just so fun. She, say that. she's very articulate and yeah. she's such a great communicator and she i just i love her ideas she always has mm-hmm. such good deep thoughts yeah. and is able to communicate them so i cannot wait to talk with her yeah you yeah. guys are you are such a fun marriage you guys work well yeah so well together um but she's a successful photographer uh, she has her own business. You mentioned that. And you said that you get to be her second shooter. How How is that coming? Like, okay, so now you're taking the instruction from her. She's in charge. It's her gig. Yeah. And you are like, you're her man. Right. How's that work? Uh, it has been a process of growing in, in that. Yeah. I mean, I think overall it's great. Yeah. I mean, I love working for her, I guess, if you want to <laughs> say it that way, I, I, that's what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, awesome. I, I'm yeah. her second shooter. And so sure. if she needs me to carry a bag, I carry a bag. If she needs me to uh, do whatever, I do it for her. Um, but it's been cool because she has really given me some freedom and creativity. And she, like when we shoot a wedding, she gets all the important stuff and all the really good stuff. Okay. Um, and I get to just go there and take my time and line up a shot mm-hmm. and get to do so kind of the more, yeah, yeah, the cool creative kind of thing. And so I have really enjoyed that aspect to it. And just 
also it's fun spending a day with her i mean you get to go to a wedding and it's kind of like a a date even though we're working we get to sit down to dinner and yeah. stuff like that and spend a, a long day together um so yeah it's it's awesome did you know anything about photography or how to use a camera or anything like that before you met her um not really <clears throat> i i took a photography class in high school okay. and that kind of interested me okay. i i've always had um interest in kind of art and creativity and stuff like that when i was a kid i wanted to be a children's author and illustrator and so i would Which just you're still gonna do, do right yeah that's yes. on that's the plan yes I love <laughs> it's it. not okay. one of those hopes and dreams that's just gonna die it's gonna happen someday yes. we're gonna keep we're gonna hold you to that okay yeah. okay okay um yeah so the creative side and the artistic yeah. side i i really like but she did all the like she taught me everything i know about photography really and mm -hmm. um and it's there's so much more to it than pointing pointing and clicking yeah. i mean and more to it even than taking photographs or artistic photographs but posing and yeah. um interacting with the client and mm -hmm. things like that and so we really i'm sure she'll talk more about this yeah. on her podcast but it'll be i mean we run our business in a pretty unique way I think and that's been really cool to just be a part of that with her and mm. see it as a ministry and see how we can really bless our couples uh, yeah. I mean we we get to spend the most important day of their lives yeah. with them and they see us more than honestly more than they see each other really yeah, and yeah. they see us more than their parents or more than anyone and we're intimately close with them for yeah. their entire wedding day yeah. and so it's just a awesome opportunity for us to pour into them and to love them well and to serve them uh, well, and what a so, great yeah. reminder of the fact that you mm. love your marriage mm -hmm. I right feel like when you go to a wedding you're like yeah I really love my son this is yeah. so cool yeah that, so you're in that well, and I love too that you're um being so supportive of her dream mm -hmm. and her passion and and coming alongside of her I think what a great husband what a great um story that you guys have of you not just saying like okay that's your thing i'm out right like, i'll just be home but you say no hey this this is also investing in our marriage me coming alongside of you that's really cool if you want to find lauren she is on instagram at lauren underscore anderson underscore and you can see all of her beautiful photos um and their darling baby and, boy i know they're go and maybe booker for a wedding if you're looking for a wedding photographer yeah. that would be amazing she's Phenomenal. She's actually going to come do some photos for us for yes. the H&H hour. Yeah. We which we were waiting to have suntans. So <laughs> <laughs> now we have some sort of vain much. Vain much. Yeah. <laughs> totally vain. Well, yeah. Winter in Illinois becomes very cold. So pasty white skin mm -hmm. is not as attractive. <laughs> so, um, okay. Ryan, that's awesome. I, I'm, I cannot wait to talk to Lauren more about that and just, cause she, she has such a passion for it, and I love to always hear her talk about, you know, Lauren Anderson Brides and mm -hmm. yeah. um, and how passionate passionate she is about the people that she gets to be involved with, you guys get to be involved with. Yeah, so. and the cool thing is, is that, yeah, I've gotten to, I guess, support her dream and be a part of her dream, but she, in turn, does that with me and Youth for Christ, and yes. so that's actually how I met her, is through Youth for Christ. Uh, and so she is right alongside me mm -hmm. in my career and my dream of pursuing high school mm -hmm. kids. And she's my best leader. She's my, mm -hmm. she could do my job a whole lot better than I can. Mm -hmm. um, and so we get this super unique, exciting opportunity to, I mean, we're intimately close with mm -hmm. each other in each other's career, uh, whether it's photography or ministry. And I, I just, that's not something that very many couples no. get to experience and we're just that's very unique. very lucky to to have that that's amazing i think that's probably a word for someone <clears throat> mm -hmm. that even if you cannot be physically involved in your spouse's career mm -hmm. you can be emotionally involved yes you can be their biggest cheerleader yeah. you can find out information about yeah. what your spouse is spending their career their life doing right. and and cheer them on and support them and and that will strengthen your marriage that's that's a good word ryan yeah Ryan, one thing that I really respect about you, we I feel like I learned this very early in knowing you and your wife, is that you um, you yourself went about seeking out a mentor for your life. 
Um, you you have a mentor and you felt like that was something important to you. Can you share with us a little bit about that and how you went about finding him? Yeah. So I've always had people who were pouring into my life. So what, informally, yeah. people, whether it's a, a, not a mentor, but just a person I respect who would come alongside me or a leader at Young Life or Youth for Christ or my boss or whatever. And so I've been fortunate to have these people who have poured into my life and given me wisdom and things like that, but not formally, formally a mentor. And, uh, so then last year I had this opportunity to, um, be a part of a leadership summit and, or a leadership forum, I guess is what it was called. And there was a guy that came and talked about the importance of having a mentor. And I realized that I've never formally had a mentor. And so I, I uh, sought one out and I was like, man, if I'm going to have a mentor, I'm going to shoot high. And mm-hmm. so I, I found someone who I respected in business, respected as a husband and father, respected as a Christian man, respected mm-hmm. in all these different kinds of ways. And it's a lot um, of boxes to check off. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 And I even was like, he probably, he, he won't have time for me. He's not going to, um, <clears throat> He's not going to say yes, all these different things, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to ask him. And uh, uh, so I asked him, and he's a senator now, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. And that kind of said, like, who has the audacity to ask a U.S. senator for, yeah. or a state senator for their, to be their mentor? Yeah. Um, and so, about asking him? So I, I had a small amount of relationship with him i ran into him at a coffee shop one time and i i was talking to him about um just my life and my ministry and he actually i I was talking to him about some kind of um he was on city council at the time and um some kind of stuff within our neighborhood that was happening and and whatever and so i was like can i talk to you more about that Mm -hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, why don't you come walk with me at 6 a.m.? We'll just—I walk every morning. Come walk with me at 6 a.m. for an hour." And so I showed up at his house at 6 a.m. Hmm. and we walked. And so I got to know him a little bit then, uh, but then eventually I was like, "Hey, will you? I, I really—I have some business questions for you with you know the photography business. He runs a lot of successful businesses around town. Mm-hmm. He." Um, is really has his hand in a lot of ministries around town. I have some ministry questions. I have leadership questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so will you mentor me? Can I keep walking with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we walk, uh, got to get up early. And during the winter, it kind of slows down because we don't like walking in the winter, but, yeah. <laughs> um, especially at 6am. Mm-hmm. And since jet's been around, it's slowed down a little bit, but still we'll have, you know, digital, conversations or I'll email him. He has given me books to read. Mm-hmm. The important thing with him, and this was really good for him, wise of him, he said, I will, I'm happy to walk with you, but you bring the content. I'm not going to prepare for this. I'm not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. What you need from me, I'll, I'll talk to you and I'll walk with you, but you need to be the one responsible for this. And mm-hmm. so that, it, that was great for me in and now even you know talking to high school kids and things they they're like hey will you fix all my problems and i'm like no No. i'll ask you the right questions maybe i'll um tell you a story about something that i experienced that might help but you're gonna figure this out on your own and i'm just gonna kind of walk with you i love that so much i ryan have I, you know this because we've talked about it before. I have a really big heart for mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, what that's going to look like down the road. Hopefully some really cool things that might mm-hmm. happen. But one of the things I think that we miss in this, and you, you said it, is that we, if we are being mentored, we expect the mentor to do all of the work. Right. And it's really the opposite. Because mm-hmm. we're the ones that 
are to be growing and learning and bringing mm-hmm. and that I love that you were willing to go walk with him because that was the time he had to offer you mm-hmm. and it was important enough to you to say okay I'll make this happen because mm-hmm. the reality is he probably doesn't have time during his day to fit one more person into his day right but he had 6 a.m. and you were willing to go and do that and I think someone needs to hear that that if you want a mentor you want someone to speak into your life you might need to be willing to fit into their mm-hmm. schedule you might need to be willing to do the hard work in order to receive the wisdom um, and encouragement that they have for you. It's so good. It's really good. Love it. Tell us something on your bucket list. Um, <clears throat> I really want to jump off a waterfall. Wow. Like go, I love rainforests for some reason. Okay. So I want to go to like South America, find some beautiful waterfall and go cliff jumping off of it. And survive. That sounds ideally. Awesome. So survive. Yeah. Yeah. The survival part's important. Yeah. yeah. Like. So like t- like ten year anniversary trip or five Maybe. year anniversary trip or yeah four year anniversary trip. <laughs> that's, yeah. That'd be coming up. So. Yeah. And no, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but it's on the bucket list for a reason, and I want it to happen a lot. And so I don't do even I don't even know where. With you or take your photos. I would like her to jump with me, yeah. and I think she would. Okay. I, I she would she's kind of got a daring side of her personality yeah. so I think she would um I really want to do I want to go skydiving I want to I'm, I'm very I'm kind of an extreme sports kind of guy okay. I yeah. grew up riding dirt bikes and motorcycle racing and yeah. stuff like that and so I I like that kind of stuff there's a group of our friends at church that are all talking about going so you'll really? have to connect with them. I Skydiving think, or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. So don't sign me up for that group. We can chat about that later, but okay. I won't be in that group. Mm-mm. But you could be if your you wife No, I wanted to before I had kids. Yeah, I did too. But now I'm like, no way. Yeah. So you don't feel that way? Like having a son doesn't hasn't changed that adrenaline adventure rush? Um, it, It's weird. So no, it hasn't. Like I, if I thought I was going to die before... I had uh-huh. kids skydiving, yeah. I wouldn't have gone. And so yeah. okay. having a yeah. kid hasn't changed that. Okay. But it, my my heart for watching other people do daring things has changed. Mm-hmm. And so like there was a kid, I don't know where I was, but I was watching a kid climb a tree the other day. And I was like, that kid needs to get down. <laughs> yeah. he, he's going to fall and break <laughs> his arm. side yeah. increased. Yeah. And I was... You know, 20 years ago, I was that kid that was all the way at the top of the tree yeah. climbing. And I'm like, I'm fine. Nothing will ever happen. And yet now I'm like freaking out because yeah. actually the other night, uh, my niece, Addie, was, we were out on our, my in-law's back uh, porch and Addie is one and just learned to walk. And so she's mm. like very unstable. And she was like walking within six feet of these steps and I'm just like going over and rescuing her. I'm like, uh, I couldn't even sit there and watch her try and walk because I was convinced that she was going to fall down and break her head open. And and then she ultimately did fall down and hit her head on the step. And so I was right. And she shouldn't have been doing that. Protector Ryan. Yeah. Safety Ryan. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, as we wrap up, Ryan, what um, is one thing that, looking back on your life now, what what's one thing that you know now that you would say to your 17-year-old self? Oh, man, where do I start? That is a very long list of things. Uh, I think one thing that recently has spoke to me that would have been really, really beneficial for my 17-year-old self is... A quote I saw, I don't know where I saw it, but I saw it recently and it was great. And it was, a small thing repeated is not a small thing. Mm -hmm. And so just this idea of like, it may seem small to wake up every morning and read your Bible for one day. But if you repeat it over and over and Mm -hmm. over, that's not a small thing anymore. Mm -hmm. And that can apply to working out or that can apply to so many different things in your life. And I wish I... When I was 17, I wish somebody would have told me that. But even like finances or different things like that, small thing repeated is not a small thing. That's good. That's really good. Well, thank you so much for, one, being willing to come on as a guy and be vulnerable. Yeah. And share your heart and say some things that, um, you know, are hard to say. Um, and two, for being our friend. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Both are my pleasure being coming on and uh, being your friend has been awesome too.
It's really been fun, it. really fun to chat with you. If you want to follow Ryan on Instagram, I'm sure you'd take some new followers, right? Sure. Okay, cool. So he's at rkanderson25, because Ryan Anderson's a pretty t- like ordinary yeah. name, right? Yeah. So you have to make it extraordinary and add the rk25. So there was just a NFL, in the NFL draft, there was a player that got drafted really highly named Ryan Anderson, and I'm just like, great, now... It, I'm going to have to share a name with this like famous football player. Right. And it'd be like if your name were LeBron James or something. Yeah. And you're just like, I know. My name is Ryan Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had it first. following you yeah. thinking you're, they're him yeah. and they'll meet Jesus. There you go. Instagram there you go. That's true. I hope <laughs> that people that follow me meet Jesus. That's yes. true. So find Ryan on Instagram. If you have any questions for him or you want to give him a shout out or um, just talk to him more about anything, I'm sure he'd be happy to... Yeah. answer your messages that you send him and as always find us on instagram as the hnh hour and we would love to hear from you mm-hmm. and subscribe on itunes yes. then you never miss an episode and we are just so happy that you listen thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you next time